0: Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Julian Council, Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday, I'll be back answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, either at me or DM me over there on Twitter, at Julian Council. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL, make every moment more, visit FanDuel.com slash on today to get started. All right, so the Carolina Panthers have a new head coach. His name is Frank Reich. He's a former Carolina Panthers quarterback. He's also won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator with the Philadelphia Eagles a couple seasons ago. And despite being fired midseason down there in Indianapolis, he left with a 40-33-1 record. Frank Reich is a good head coach, but it still, still remains to be seen whether he will have Success here in Carolina and bring us sustained success, which David Tepper promised us when he fired Ron Rivera. So we'll see if that happens. So they have a head coach now, and Frank Reich will now be in the process of trying to bring in a coaching staff. But there's plenty of other things that need to be done this offseason if the Carolina Panthers are going to position themselves as the top team in the NFC South for 2023 and hopefully beyond. I did it last year, going to do it again this year with my offseason to-do list for the Carolina Panthers here in 2023. And going to start off talking about my top priorities, then get on to some of the other things that I look at that I think the Panthers really need to consider and try to get done if they want to be at the top of the NFC South at the end of the 2023 season. Let's go ahead and talk about my top priorities, and there's four of them heading into this offseason or what we're already in the offseason. You already have a head coach. Now, of course, hire a coaching staff and hire the right coaches that can maximize and elevate the talent here in Carolina, you heard the show yesterday talk about defensive coordinator candidates. Um, obviously, when I recorded that, that was before the Vic Fangio news came out by Tom Pelissero of NFL Network. There was a report later on that afternoon by Mike Kliss, who is one of the writers up there in Denver. I'm not sure whether it's for the Post or another paper up in that area who is saying that he spoke to Vic Fangio, who says that he has not come to terms yet with the Miami Dolphins. Either way. It was reported by Joe Person locally here of the Athletic Covering the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are unlikely to bring Vic Fangio, who was their first ever defensive coordinator, back here to Carolina to team up with Frank Reich, even though David Tepper would love to have him and David Tepper likely would shell out whatever it takes to bring Vic Fangio here. Fangio has plenty of options, and it does not look like Carolina is his top option at this point in time. So we'll see whether it works out, but it's looking like it's unlikely to happen here that Vic Fangio will be the next Carolina Panthers defensive coordinator but never say never. Either way, that's what we're looking for here with this coaching staff under Frank Reich, that kind of talent as a defensive coordinator, something that you can depend on to really maximize Brian Burns and J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin and all the other great players that we have on this defense, the great young players really, who are going to be coming into their own over the next couple of seasons here in Carolina, and you want to maximize their prime by getting the right defensive coordinator. So it's so important to do that. Now, what's even more important whenever the Carolina Panthers bring in that franchise quarterback, that you have the right quarterback coach. You have the right OC that can all work in concert with Frank Reich and develop a quarterback to be the franchise here in Carolina, something we have not had since Cam Newton was fully healthy back in 2017. We need to get back to having that quarterback. You look at all the teams and where they're at who have had success in the playoffs and are in the Super Bowl now. They have that franchise quarterback. The Carolina Panthers have to find that this offseason. They should have already done it the last three offseasons, but for whatever reason, that just was not a priority. They tried guys like Sam Darnold, like Baker Mayfield, that did not work out. I don't think they ever believed in Teddy Bridgewater as being the franchise. But he was supposed to be a bridge, and they nuked that plan when things didn't work out that first year when they went 5-11 and 11 with Teddy under center here in, Wellie, the best offense we saw over the last three years here in Carolina. So they need to get the right coaching staff in place so the players on the roster and the incoming players can have their talents maximized next season and beyond. Now I bring up the coaching staff, quarterback, 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 quarterback. The Carolina Panthers – have to do it the right way. No more of these reclamation projects. I don't want to hear anything about trying to trade for Trey Lance. I don't want to hear anything about trying to trade for Justin Fields. Go get your own quarterback in the top half of the draft. Trade up if you have to, whether it's in the Annapolis, who needs a quarterback or with Seattle, where, of course, Scott Fitter has connections and relations there in Seattle and the PNW. I don't care how you do it. I don't want to give up too much, but go get your guy and get that rookie contract and be able to have that fifth-year option and then groom that talent. No more of the veterans and of the guys who just never lived up to the top three hype, get your own dude and develop him. Do it the right way. You have your general manager who some of the trades are certainly questionable, but I think he's doing a good job in building this roster. You knew, you now have a proven head coach who had experience of winning in Indianapolis, even though the owner there is off his rocker and he started a different quarterback every year there in Indianapolis gets the ability for my peace of mind for David Tepper's piece of mind for the fans' piece of mind of course for Frank Reich's peace of mind who took a chance on Carolina and is probably thinking that they're likely to bring in a rookie quarterback that he can work with he can groom and it hopefully turns out to be the franchise quarterback for the next 10 12 15 years here in Charlotte. so those are the top two got get your you got get your coaching staff right in particular on the offense side of the ball and then find your franchise quarterback the third one I'm looking at Bradley Bozeman gotta reassign that man. How the Panthers were able to get him on that cheap deal last year is beyond me. Why the Ravens let him go, I don't know. Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa, the first-round pick, actually turned out to be a pretty good player for Baltimore, so they saved some money there, and they will have the fifth-year option down the road. But either way, Bradley Bozeman showed that he's capable of playing guard if you need him to, but also playing center at a high level. And when Pat Elfline went down with that hip injury, it was Bozeman who stood in and was able to continue to bring continuity to this offensive line and played really well. His, him and his wife clearly love living in Charlotte. They've done a lot of community work. He is a fantastic player. It's going to cost you something, but it's well worth it because there's not very many centers out there like a Bozeman or free agents that can come to your team and can be, be able to play as well as he played. We saw Matt Paris a couple of years ago come from Denver off of an in, in injury, which I think certainly hindered him that first year. And then in the second year we saw him play a little better, and then – ACL tour last in 2021. We didn't never really got Matt Paradis to be healthy here in Carolina, but you can see how it doesn't always work out when you get a free agent center. That is a position where typically when you have a good player, you don't let that guy get the free agency. You don't let him go elsewhere. And the Carolina Panthers got lucky with Bradley Bozeman where he turned out to be an excellent player for them, the star right there in the middle and a leader on this football team on the offensive side of the ball. That is someone that you absolutely need to resign to help that offensive line keep the continuity that they were able to establish this year and also to help that rookie quarterback that comes in here under center in 2023. The fourth one, which might even be the most important behind a franchise quarterback in hiring the right coaching staff, it's extending Brian Burns. Do not wait. Get this thing done. Two years in a row, Brian Burns has been a Pro Bowler this year, finally going over double-digit sacks. The man is a monster. He's one of the best young pass rushers in the NFL and one of your leaders. And if we're looking at it right now, who is the face of the Carolina Panthers franchise? Who is it? Is it DJ Moore? Is it JC Horn? Is it Jeremy Chin? If anything, it feels like it's Brian Burns at this point in time. And looking at the NFL – an edge rusher can be the face of your franchise. Aaron Donald plays in the interior. He's the face of the Rams franchise. Maybe it's Cooper Cup, too. Maybe it's Matthew Stafford. But when you think about the Los Angeles Rams, who do you think of? You think of Aaron Donald. You look at Nick Bosa out there in San Francisco with the 49ers. J.J. Watt for all those years in Houston. An edge rusher can be the face of your franchise. When you trade Chris McCaffrey away, when you don't have a quarterback established at this point in time, you got to go out there. You need to find someone who you can really point to as that's the guy we want to build around. And the Carolina Panthers did that at the deadline, deciding that, no, you know what? We're good. We don't want multiple first-round picks. We have our edge rusher. It's such a difficult position to find someone who can play at the level and with the motor that Brian Burns plays with. Why would we give that up? He's a guy who's come in here, done all the right things, worked hard, been a leader in this locker room within this community. Let's reward him. So what the Carolina Panthers absolutely need to do is extend Burns. And when you think about the cap flexibility, Coming off of his fourth year, we're coming up. He has a $16 million capping, getting $16 million with that fifth-year option that they exercised back in May. if The Panthers want to be able to allow themselves in cap flexibility as currently they're over the cap, and they'll get below it, and the cap's not real. We hear that all the time. Scott Fitter will figure it out. I'm not concerned about it, but one way to maneuver the cap and open up some room so you can pay a guy like Bradley Bozeman or be able to sign some other free agents and then, of course, add your rookie class, is to go ahead and extend a player like Brian Burns, give him a ton of money up front, lower that cap hit in 2023 because he absolutely deserves it here in Carolina. So, Brian Burns, that's a guy that you said back at the trade deadline when you decided not to trade him, that's someone that you wanted to invest in, that's someone who you believed in, and damn it, the rate has come due and it's time to extend it. Brian Burns' office is off season, So, hire the right coaching staff, find that franchise quarterback, Resign Bradley Bozeman, extend Brian Burns, especially to open up cap flexibility. Those right now, for me, are my top four priorities as far as the Carolina Panthers offseason to do list goes here in 2023. Now, I have other priorities and other things I would love for the Panthers to consider or possibly do over the next couple weeks and months leading up to the draft and when we get to OTA's mandatory minicamp and then. Have a little break during the summer before coming back to training camp, which I imagine is going to be back in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College. There's other things I want to see the Panthers do, and I'll get over those here in just a moment Unlocked on, on Panthers. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell all you lovebirds that. And if you've been smart, man, you've probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks, but have you found the perfect Valentine's gift yet? Whether you're celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question, you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. At BlueNile.com, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments, or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. Their simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's Bench Jewelers will then handcraft that perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile provides expert guidance, in-depth educational materials, and unique online tools that place you in control so you can forget about the usual hassles of jewelry shopping process and focus on the romance. Blue Nile's Diamond Price Guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free and so are returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at Bluenow.com. That's Bluenow.com for up to 50% off Bluenow.com.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: The Carolina Panthers have their coach. They need to go get their OC, their DC, their quarterback coach. They got to go get their uh, offensive line coach, who's already here in James Campin, and figure out the rest of the staff so that when... They bring some players in and have the players already in the roster. They can maximize that talent and have them prepared to be the best team in 2023 in the NFC South and maybe even more of a competitor and contender in the NFC this upcoming season. They also need to find that franchise quarterback. I think they should do it in the draft via trading up and getting a rookie. Maybe CJ Stroud out of Ohio State would love to see that happen. If Bryce Young's available, would love that too. Um, those are my guys I'm looking at in the draft. Got to resign Bradley Bozeman. Been a terrific player for the Panthers last year. Got him at a really cheap deal. He's going to want to see the money this offseason, but he's well worth it. Him and his wife have been awesome since they moved down here to Charlotte and have been a part of this camp Panthers community and, of course, the Charlotte community and extend Brian Burns. The man deserves the bag, and the Panthers decided not to go get those picks, so they have no choice but to give him whatever he wants. Now, let's not get crazy. Probably not more than Nick Bosa because he certainly has not done that. But it's got to be a little bit of a rung right behind Bosa. But the man has earned every single cent the Carolina Panthers give him, hopefully this offseason, so they can open up some cap space. Now, there's other things I would like to see happen, whether it's via uh, free agency or the draft. The Carolina Panthers got to figure these things out, I think, to position themselves to be the best team in the NFC South coming up here in 2023. First and foremost, they got to figure out what they're going to do with Shaq Thompson. If Steve Wilkes was a head coach here in Carolina – I would have no doubt that Shaq Thompson would be back here in Carolina. Now, the problem for Shaq now is Steve Wilkes is gone, the guy who would have absolutely advocated for him, and he's been a leader in his locker room, and I'm sure that he's valued by David Tepper, that he's valued by Scott Fitter, he's valued by the coaching staff that's going to come in, but not at $24.4 million as far as a cap hit goes. Like This is not Fred Warner. (laughs) This is not Shaquille Leonard. This is not one of the best linebackers in the National Football League, and at times, Frankie Louvu really looked like the top linebacker as far as a playmaker last year for the Carolina Panthers, and that's not to say that Shaq did not play great, because he certainly did, and Shaq finally was healthy this year, thought he played really well, but $24.4 million cap hit, that is way too much for Shaq Thompson, and really, for an off-ball linebacker, period, in the NFL, unless like Roquan Smith or Fred Warner, some of the guys I just mentioned a moment ago. Now, if they do cut him, the Carolina Panthers can save $13.1 million against the salary cap while then taking on to that $11.3 million of dead cap. They already have like $28 million in dead cap after trading away like Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, so that's something they're going to have to live with. But, hey, that's the Carolina Panthers seemingly always dealing with dead cap money here over the last couple of seasons. Don't know how we keep getting here. That's where we're at. And Scott Fitter talked about that they can't just keep pushing this money down the road. And eventually, they got to have some cap flexibility. And he did say during his exit interview following the final game against the New Orleans Saints earlier this month that they feel good about where they were at in 2024. And in 2025, they have some guys under contract, which is why it's important to get Burns under contract and Bozeman under contract so they really know what it's going to look like past this season. But I would love to see them do a new rework deal, not restructured, You know, maybe cut them, come back, bring them back here, figure something out. But they just cannot live with a $24 million cap with Shaq Thompson. So they got to figure out what they want to do with Shaq because that really is going to be able to dictate how much space they're going to have salary cap-wise and how much of it might be going towards dead cap um, hit for this upcoming season, because if they can clear 13 million, that can allow them the flexibility to go out there and bring in some solid players. And you know some guys who can come in and really help the Carolina Panthers in 2023. Now, of course, you're going to wonder what do you do at linebacker if Shaq Thompson's not here Well, the Panthers. They got their second round picks. And they got third round pick. We can see how that works out. If they want to use that linebacker, maybe there's someone who's available as a free agent. Um, but that's the position that yes, they're going to have to fulfill if they do decide to part ways with Shaq Thompson but it feels like right now they're more likely to cut Shaq than to keep them, obviously, at that 24 point million, $24.4 million cap hit. Uh, the second thing I think they also need to figure out, if you're going to bring in a franchise quarterback, a young guy, you got to sign a veteran backup. And there's three guys I'm looking at who I think could be great for that position. Sam Darnold, first and foremost. I told y'all of the three guys that were starting at quarterback last year, him, PJ, Baker Mayfield, he felt like the most likely to return here to Carolina as that veteran backup. Of course, Sam talked to the media and said, "Hey, I got to see what's out there for me. I got to talk to my agent and look at my market. I don't know what kind of market might be there for Sam Darnold, um, considering what we've seen out of him the last five years, the last six games that he played here in Carolina were the best six games. I think he's played as a professional in the NFL. He didn't look great. In that Week 18 game against the Saints, they found a way to win that game. And, of course, the three turnovers against Tampa Bay can not really put all of them on them. Um, the interception, certainly the the first fumble, uh, more on Bozeman. But Sam's got to fall on the football. And then the last one, it could just getting beat. Like, yeah, we're not gonna, we don't really need to relitigate it. But you understand what I'm coming from. We saw the turnovers. That's really what's hurt Darnold over the course of his career. Maybe. Maybe he was starting to come into his own and behind a good offensive line and having a run game and if you get more weapons. Maybe Sam Darnold can be that guy. Maybe he can be the bridge for this year. Maybe they look at Sam as being the answer. I doubt it. Hard to see that happening, but I would like to see Sam back here at least as a veteran backup who had the expectation of a top three pick of being the franchise. Maybe he can help to you know quell the nerves of the new guy who comes in and be that kind of mentor. Uh, another guy I look at is Jacoby Brissett, who has been bounced around the league in New England. He's been in Indianapolis under Frank Reich, started in that 2019 season when Andrew Luck decided to retire. I don't know if there's, you know, any, you know, bad blood there because they moved on from him and brought in Phillip Rivers. I can't imagine that. Joey Brissett seems like a great professional. That's someone who I think absolutely would work out as a veteran backup who you know can come in and help you win some games if need be. He beat the Panthers last year, wasn't terrific in that game, but he went out there and won a couple games for Cleveland of this past season. Uh, Andy Dalton's another one. He spent time in Dallas as a backup to Dak. Of course, he started off his career in Cincinnati, started this season in New Orleans when it was not expected that he would be the starter. I don't think anyone's really prioritizing Andy Dalton as a starter um, again this year. I don't know what New Orleans wants to do with him, but he's free agent. I think it's worth calling the red rifle (laughs) and asking him, Hey man, do you want to come up to Charlotte and be a mentor? And Hey, there's a possible that we might want you to start off the season. So this guy can acclimate himself and really earn the position first. Any of those three guys I'm totally fine with, but a veteran backup that has to happen. And even for Matt Corral's sake, because I don't think Matt Corral needs to just be thrust into the backup role. Or maybe Matt Corral's a starter to start off next season. And you wait for the the other rookie, or the first round rookie, to then you know develop. They got to bring in a veteran. Because I don't think you can have a guy who spent the entirety of this season on IR and then someone coming right from college and feel totally comfortable with that quarterback room. You got to bring in a veteran. And what does that mean for Matt Corral? I don't know. Probably keep three quarterbacks. But it's also up to what Frank Reich comes to do. And you look at Indianapolis. They kept three this year. They had Matt Ryan, they had Sam Ellinger, and they had Nick Foles. So it would not be surprised if they keep three quarterbacks moving forward. And look at San Francisco, what happened to them on Sunday? It might be worth having three quarterbacks on your roster. Um, another thing I think the Panthers need to consider, I don't know if they need to do it, but extend Jeremy Chin. He had two great seasons um, back in 2019, or sorry, 2020, and 2021. This past year, missed six games uh due to injury. I think it was a hamstring. Only played in 11 games, but was good when he was out there. So, and he's a guy who clearly you're going to build your defense around. And it makes sense to try and get that deal done now, coming off of what was more of a down year for him. Maybe you can get him at a cheaper rate. Now, If you're the organization, now Chin should get as much money as possible. Uh, That's what I think every player should do. This might be a good time to go ahead and get that done and not wait till next season where he's going to be a free agent. Go ahead and try and extend Jeremy Chin. doesn't have to be in March, but maybe later on um, in the season, may, or the off season maybe find a way to uh, extend him to also help you with the cap. Now, he's only got like, a $2 million cap at this year anyways, heading into his fourth season in his last year of his rookie deal. But trying to find a way to extend Jeremy Chin, that's something the Carolina Panthers absolutely should explore. Uh, this one's a no-brainer. Exercise fifth-year option on Derek Brown. Now, that won't hit until the 2024 season. Uh, it's projected at $9.31 million. Um that year he was excellent last year he certainly lived up to the number seven overall hype he's never going to be that kind of disruptive pass rusher but he certainly played well and really came into his own this year and he tied um god i can't remember who it was uh for the most tackles in panthers history by a defensive tackle good player solid community guy that's someone you wanted to reward and it's a very easy choice i think just go ahead and exercise fifth year option now we're gonna have a kick controversy here in carolina is it going to be Eddie Pinheiro? Is it going to be Zane Gonzalez? Currently, Zane is under contract. Uh, the Panthers can cut him, save $1.6 million, get the salary cap. I don't know if they should do that, though. They've gone to the last two seasons not really knowing who their kicker is going to be and having kicker injury issues, and Zane was a part of that. But they were able to find Eddie Piñero. And if Chris Taver comes back into Carolina, you have to imagine that Pinheiro is the front runner to be the starting kicker in Carolina. But why not go ahead and re-sign Eddie? And then have Zane here and have those two guys battle it out. And then if you get to the point where it seems clear that one of them is going to win the job, whether it's Eddie or Zane, why not use one of them as a trade piece? Because there's plenty of teams out there in the NFL that would love to have Eddie Pinheiro or Zane Gonzalez, who are two consistent kickers for the Panthers the past two seasons. So I think you re-sign Eddie and having Zane, him and Zane Gonzalez go into OTA's main camp, maybe even training camp down there in Spartanburg, Competing for that starting kicker job. Staying on special teams, J.J. Jansen, along longest tenured Panther, they try to replace him, they being uh, Matt Rule, with um, with Sanders uh, from Alabama, which was a terrible decision. And when you look back on it, even though the worst decision was drafting Deontay Brown in the sixth round and not Trey Smith, both of those guys playing guard, but either way, bring back J.J. Jansen, still can do the job, doesn't have bad snaps, solid team dude, not going to cost you a lot of money. Pretty much a no-brainer. They also need to add another cornerback. J.C. Horn, good player when he's healthy. The problem is, has not been fully healthy the last two seasons. Foot injuries, rookie year, last year had like a hip issue, and then of course um, the wrist that caught him, kept him out the rest of the season. Friendly fire there, which is unfortunate, and they certainly lost him at the worst possible time as they got torched by Tom Brady and Mike Evans in that Week 17 game. At Tampa, Dante Jackson has also shown over the last couple years, whether it's been turf toe, a groin, or the Achilles now, he has not been able to stay healthy. The Panthers have to add a third corner, and CJ Henderson is not that guy. And speaking of CJ Henderson, go ahead and decline that fifth-year option. He has shown absolutely nothing through two seasons as a Carolina Panther that shows you that he's going to all of a sudden emerge into that third guy, or maybe that second guy that you can actually depend on, Keith Taylor and fifth-round pick out of Washington. They asked a lot of him. He was benched in the final game of the season, so they could have Josh Norman out there starting in a meaningless week 18 game, at least as far as, like, hey, development, why would you not have their younger guy play? They need to find another corner. I don't know if it's going to be a veteran, or you look at the second round in the draft and try to get someone high up there, or maybe in the first round. If that's what it comes down to, if they find another quarterback option, which I don't think they should do, they got to find another corner who they can depend on because so far – Dante Jackson's not durable, and J.C. Horn, bad luck as far as injuries, but has not been able to play a full season. And hard to imagine guys are going to play a full 17. Hey, if you can play 15, 16, that's great, but a full 17 is always going to be a lot to ask considering the physicality of this sport, but they got to find another cornerback this offseason. A veteran would be great, or someone early on in the draft in that second round, maybe third round, that could step in and be that third guy um, from day one. Another massive hole in this roster is that tight end. And it's in terms of the passing game. We need a pass catching tight end here in Carolina. Ian Thomas is not that. Tommy Trimble is not that. Neither one of them really that back when they were in college at Indiana and Notre Dame, respectively. They need to go out there and get a veteran who is a pass catching tight end. And there are four guys on the market that I would be interested in coming here to Carolina. First and foremost, Evan Ingram had a great year down in Jacksonville. I think the Jags are probably going to want to keep him. Don't know what their cap situation is, what he's going to be looking at contract-wise. But Evan Ingram, fantastic player. That's someone who I would be looking at. Dalton Schultz, they're in Dallas. He's a free agent. Bring Dalton Schultz. He's been a good pass catching tight end, one of the best, better ones in the NFL when he's healthy. Mike Kosicki, also A free agent this upcoming season. You saw that he was not necessarily a focal point in the offense when they brought in Tyreek Hill and just the focal point was on the receivers down there in Miami. So maybe Mike Kosicki might be looking for a new home. Hayden Hurst, 30, a little bit older. Hayden Hurst has had a good career so far, whether it's been down with the Ravens or in Atlanta this past season in Cincinnati with the Bengals. Those four options, great. Options, I think, for the Carolina Panthers. And obviously, immediate, massive upgrades from the guys that they have on the roster right now. And then the last thing is more of a cap kind of deal. Damian Wilson gave us nothing this past year. Um, God love him. If you cut him, you save $3.6 million. Pretty pretty simple, I think, that you cut Damian Wilson and then figure out what you can do as far as linebacker depth. Maybe uh, through the draft or find some other guys um, who could be a little bit cheaper and not cost you $3.6 million against salary cap here in 2023. So that is my off-season to-do list here for the Carolina Panthers. Got my top priorities, and some of the other things I think the Panthers should either do or consider over the next couple weeks and months heading into the 2023 season here in Carolina. Now, Panthers got to find some coordinators. I told y'all, hiring coaching staff, that is one of the top priorities right now as they got to get the right people in place to help maximize what should be a young rookie quarterback, and of course, a young emerging defense. Who might that be? A quick update on the coordinator search here in Carolina when we come back here on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And we're really excited about this new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win $3,000 y'all FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line is point spread so who will score a touchdown the FanDuel sportsbook app is safe secure and super easy to use best of all you can get paid your winnings instantly so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on the Super Bowl 57 that's FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Speaking of potentially trading for a quarterback who in the first round and has yet to really emerge, Trey Lance out there in San Francisco, maybe he's staying there. Brock Purdy, the news coming out that he has a torn UCL, which you all follow baseball, what that typically means is Tommy John surgery, and what that is, is a 12 month rehab. So currently, they're saying six months, and he's hoping to get a second opinion and not have to have reconstruction surgery, which would be Tommy John. But does not look like Trey Lance will really be out there on the market if that is going to be the case for Brock Purdy. Tough news for that guy who was fantastic turning around that season there in San Francisco, and then unfortunately getting hurt at the worst possible time. And damn, Hassan Reddick, great player. And I saw a lot of people out there being like, "Oh man, how did the Panthers let Hassan Reddick go." Hassan Redick is from Camden, New Jersey, guys. That's like being from uh, Rock Hill. It's from Camden, New Jersey, right across the river. Grew up an Eagles fan. Went to Temple, which is right there in Philadelphia. He went home. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's like people wanting Jadavion Clowney to come here and Stephon Gilmore come here. Like, it'd be a homecoming in the same kind of way. Those guys from Rock Hill, Camden, to Philadelphia, same thing as Rock Hill, to Charlotte, so hey, the dude's been fantastic. Would have loved to have him here, but the Carolina Panthers clearly did not have the cash to bring him back. And they knew in the future had a guy like Brian Burns, they're gonna have to pay. And it's hard to pay those two edge rushers. Now, some teams have done it. The Carolina Panthers clearly did not have that a part of their plans. And congratulations to Son Reddick and of course James Bradbury. Two former Panthers who are going to be playing in Super Bowl fifty-seven out there in the desert against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, let's go back to some of the coordinators that are available and hopefully coming here to Carolina. Yesterday's episode, I talked about Vic Fangio and um, whether he would come here. Justina Anderson was reporting that it looked like it was going to happen. Then Joe Person said it's not going to happen. And then reports right after I recorded the show came out from Tom Pelissero of NFL Network that he was headed down to Miami. Now, Mike Kliss out there in Denver saying that, oh, no, 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 not so fast, my friend. Little Lee Corso there for you. He uh, is still not necessarily signed on to go anywhere just yet, but it feels like if Pellicero put that out there, who is located there in Denver as well, that Vic Fangio is probably headed down to Miami. If he comes to Carolina, it would be great. David Tepper was enamored with him, which would make sense. He's a great football mind. I think he would do a tremendous job with this defense, and that was my first choice, but does not look like it's going to happen. So we'll see um, if there's any update. Here over the next couple of days, and maybe even today, whenever after I'm done recording this, seemingly that's how these things uh, typically work for whatever reason. Um, but right now, according to Joe Person, they've kind of shifted their focus to two guys that have connections to Scott Fitterer back in Seattle. That being Jet Safety Coach Mark Juan Manuel, and insanes Saints Co-Defensive Coordinator Chris Richard. And, and the thing about Rashard, too, we talked to uh, Jeff Duncan last week about this, how Rashard kind of has a situation where he's, like again, the co-defensive coordinator and who's really calling the plays down there. New Orleans might make sense for him and the other co dc to try and part ways to have one of them go take over their own defense and the other one stay there and be the head of the defense. Of course, Dylan, Dennis Allen, former defensive coordinator there, who took over as the head coach when Sean Payton retired. Now, at least briefly, taking a sabbatical. It's not even called retirement. Uh, so maybe Chris Rashard wants to come here was one of those up-and-comers when he was in Seattle, then when he was in Dallas. So we'll see what happens. But those seem to be the top two candidates right now as far as the defensive coordinator job goes. I am a little um, surprised that David Tepper is not allowing Frank Reich, who has all these connections, to bring in his own coordinator and that it's more like, hey, an arranged marriage. It could work. But Frank Reich is 61. He's been a head coach for five years. He's been in the NFL for a long time, whether it's been as a player or a coach. I don't think he needs to have his defensive coordinator basically thrust upon him and that be an arranged marriage. But we'll see. I'm sure it'll work out just fine. But always weird when that kind of stuff happens. It would have been – it would have made a little bit more sense had it been like a younger coach, like Ben Johnson or Shane Steichen, who had never been a head coach and he didn't have as many connections. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, as far as OC goes – We didn't even get a chance to really talk about, could Kellen Moore come here? I think it's a similar situation. Like with Wilkes, he interviewed for the job here to be the head coach, so why would he stay on his D.C.? And then even on the other side of that, had Frank Reich not gotten the job, um, probably would have been difficult for him to be the O.C. when he interviewed for the head coaching job. And I know I'm someone who said, would love for that to happen, even though realistically probably was never going to happen. And same thing with Kellen Moore, who gets, I guess, mostly parts ways in Dallas, and you see it was a clear mutual parting of ways as he's now headed to the Chargers to be their OC. You don't mutually part ways on Sunday and then on Monday have a new job unless that was already working out under the surface and clearly he wanted to leave. Now the Cowboys could have parted ways more a couple of days ago, I guess earlier on this week, but they decided to uh, not to torpedo his chance to get the Panthers job by just waiting until like that process played out and then decided, hey, Kellen – well, we both don't want to be here anymore. We don't want you. You don't want us. So let's just move on. And Cowan's moved on to Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers and trying to save Brandon Staley's job. And also when you look at the Eagles, that's a team where Brian Johnson, former Utah quarterback, who spent time in college but then has been up there in Philadelphia the last couple of seasons as a quarterback coach, working with Jalen Hurts, who still not healthy, very clearly, if you're watching that game on Sunday and even last week against Giants. He's done a fantastic job working with Hurts along with Shane Steichen and just Nick Sirianni as well, who's an an offensive guy. But the Eagles got a couple guys who worked under Frank Reich um, there in Indianapolis, which is where Sirianni came from before he took over the job there in Philadelphia. You might think that maybe Reich's going to try and poach one of his guys, someone who's been um, considered – is their passing game coordinator, uh, Kevin Petullo, who spent three years with Reich as a receivers coach and then was a pass game specialist back in 2020. He also interviewed for the Jets job that went to Nathaniel Hackett, the disgraced Denver Broncos head coach. So maybe Petullo is someone to look at. Maybe Brian Johnson, who I don't think there's a direct connection with Frank Reich and who was rumored to be the OC um, had Steve Wilkes gotten the job here in Carolina. So no idea whether he still wants to do that or not. So that's where we're at as far as the coordinator update. As of this recording at 535 on Monday, January 30th, of course, things could change by time you hear this. And I'm not going to go back unless there's like our huge breaking news and record this again. So there we are. And we're moving on, hopefully, to some answers here this week with the coaching staff and some other insights with this team. And we'll continue to talk about it here on Locked On Panthers. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hosted by yours, Julie, Julian Council. Again, y'all be sure to watch the show. Subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Check us out wherever. listening for your favorite podcast. Rate, review, subscribe so you never miss a single edition there. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Friday, I will answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. And as always, be safe, be happy, be whole. And keep pounding. I'll talk to you all on Wednesday as we'll break down Frank Reich's introductory press conference as he'll meet with the media on Tuesday.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.